Hello and welcome to another My Tunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation station, Manx Radio. Last week, we were very much engaged with the musical Once with a bass player, Johnny G. Well, we're staying there. Why? Because we can. He was right there in the heart of the action, and no actual name was given for his part in Once. He was just the man, or boy, or fella, <laughs> Guy, Guy, yeah. Lorcan, O'Malley. Welcome to my tunes. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And very much. Uh, honestly, we we talked about it last week with Johnny. Yeah. Uh, his first ever dramatic part, <laughs> yeah. and how nervous he was. But I think uh, before we go into your choice of my tunes for this week, first of all, thank you for an amazing show. Thank you. Again, absolutely incredible. And taking that lead role, goodness me, (laughs) you had a lot to learn. Yeah, Uh, I'm I'm very fortunate, um, really. So the the original movie um, that the musical was based on came out in... 2007 I think so that was based on an album that uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquette or Glover had made together and um, I fell in love with the film and I've watched it more of times than I've watched any other film and I've listened to the soundtrack more than I've probably listened to any other album um, so when it came well when the show came up as a possibility and uh, David Dawson was saying that they had the rights you know I, I kind of begged and stole and borrowed and, <laughs> and called in any favour I could. And when it came round to learning the music, I very was very fortunate in that I, I knew it all already. Um, there was one or two songs that weren't in the film that, or in the soundtrack that I had to learn. But but really, it was that was the easiest part of it. The the, the ninety seven percent of the script that myself and uh, and Gronia, who played who played girl were in was the tough part but uh, yeah music music was was there already thankfully do you know why they didn't give them names was it just to keep it as a bit mystery or yeah i mean we were talking about it um while we were you know sometimes when i'm doing a show i like to go into kind of the backstory of a character and try and kind of flesh him out um and and look at the reasons that things are written the way they are and and one of the theories that that Gronia had had put forward was was that it wasn't about who they were beforehand it was about who they were in that five-day period um, where they were just a guy and a girl. It yeah. was about them meeting. It was about that moment, about the music that they made together. The, the, the title of the show, the title of the film once, comes from this idea that so many musicians or so many people will say, well, I'll get around to doing that once this happens. <laughs> and this show and the film is, is that moment and it happens and that's all it's about. It's just about those two people and in fact in the film uh i don't think anyone gets a name um it's it's not about who they were before this period of time uh they just are created in that moment so on the stage they were created in the moment where she stops and says did you write this song well it works (laughs) and it works it's engaging from the moment the thing starts you're in there and it is as you say covering that very tight period of time for those people in their lives a lot of people i think got a bit of a surprise because they've probably seen you more often in in the more classical surroundings um (laughs) in the royal hall and you're a uh, tenor 
Yeah, well, <laughs> an attempted tenor, I'd uh, say. Well, yeah. a, a very fine tenor, but you, you've sung some major works. I'm a bit of a mixed bag, really. I'm, I'm, I'm certain things to some people, and then necessar- not necessarily the same people who would go to one thing might go to another. So, I mean, mostly, I think, well, I've been on stage is doing musical theatre up until a few years ago, and, and um, you know, I didn't really do much, but I got into it. And then um, it was actually, I was cast in... School of Rock, which was supposed to be on um, 2020, and then the world yeah. uh, kind of fell apart. So that, that didn't go ahead. And in going to that, I thought, well, going back even further, I was in, I was in rock bands, and I'm the lead singer of a, of a band over here, and have been in a few bands. And um, I, I thought, you know, if I'm going to be doing this show, it's quite rock heavy, so I need to look after my voice. I'm going to go and get some lessons. So I went to Mandy Griffin. She was warned by the MD of the show at the time, don't turn him into an opera singer. <laughs> so uh, uh, that didn't go too well. Next thing you know, I'm uh, I'm in the Villa Marina singing Mozart's Requiem. <laughs> and wonderful it was. Thank you very well. much. It was. But let's go back to once for this first piece of music. Yeah. It's, it can only be one thing, really. It could only be one thing. I've, I've chosen Fall and Slo- Falling Slowly. Um, it's a song that means an awful lot to me, not even from the show, um, there's a recording on YouTube somewhere that I recorded when I was in university in a dark bedroom in 2009 or 2010, I think, that I recorded at three o'clock in the morning and multi-tracked with myself because I didn't have a I didn't have a girl there to harmonise over me. It's a song that my family always associate with me as a result. It's a song that's carried me through an awful lot, and now it's taken on a, a new special meaning um, because of this show. So. Yeah, it's a song I absolutely love and means an awful lot to me. Suffered enough. I- 
myself It's time that you This week on MyTunes, we have another wonderful touchstone person from the musical Once. Lorcan is with me. Lorcan Omani, it's great to have you here. And again, congratulations for a spellbinding show, everybody involved. But I don't want to talk too much about that today. (laughs) I want to talk about a television appearance. Okay. When you were facing some quite formidable characters on the <laughs> telly who were staring down at you. Yeah. Because you were a contestant on The Chase. I was, I was. And it's not it's not the only TV appearance I've made where I've been facing down a formidable <laughs> character because I was on The Weakest Link as well. Oh, yeah. gosh, yes, yeah. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. So do you just apply for these things? How does it work? Well, the first one was in 2011, which doesn't feel like it was 11 years ago, but apparently it is. Um, yeah, that was in university, and I think I thought uh, I probably could do with an extra bit of cash here. So, yeah, just made an application and went in for an audition and, and made it through. Um, and then for the chase, again, applied, went through quite a rigorous audition process, phone calls, uh, had to go away. And, um, yeah, made it through to that as well. And, uh, yeah, made it through Face the Beast, 
and didn't win, but I, I, I made it through to the final round. I didn't disgrace myself by going out in the first round. No, you didn't. <laughs> and it was quite a standoff. Is, is it really scary? I mean, they seem scary when you see them on the telly. Yeah, yeah. I think they try and maintain that. Um, it's a bit, well, f- well, the first uh, the first beast I faced was Anne Robinson, which was scary enough. Oh, yeah. It felt like... Um, it felt like the you know the scene in Star Wars where Darth Vader is revealed for the first time when his when his helmet is is being put on and he's been turned. It felt like they'd almost wheeled her out in a in a sea of smoke, um, and they kept they kept Anne Robinson and actually the Beast who had faced out of the studio between takes, so you couldn't really engage in small talk with them to try and maintain this air of uh, of fear around them. And yeah, it, it was it was intimidating. Um, I know a lot of people will sit at home and watch a watch a quiz show and shout out the answers, and it's really easy at home. But when you're in the studio with those lights on you, and it, you know, it's it's a it's a fairly standard response, but it really does it, it takes your mind somewhere else. Um, and, wow. and no prep, you have no, no idea of what's coming. No, not none what none whatsoever. Um, I know some people try to revise for these things, but I've just I've spent most of my life just accumulating useless information which can be easily <laughs> called to hand so are you, are you going to go for another well when i first, when i did the weakest link and again when i lost the chase um my mother said to me and in fact i think she did an interview possibly with manx radio or uh, or with the Alaman newspapers or she was reached out for a comment or something yeah. and she they were asked because i won the weakest link um what i won two thousand two and a half thousand pounds and uh, she was asked what do you think she said, well well I wish you would have gone for something with a bit more prize money. So <laughs> I think her ambition is for me to go and who wants to be a millionaire or something. And win that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Mum, yeah. he'll do his very best. <laughs> Maybe not not just yet. Uh, university, you mentioned. What did you yeah. read at uni? So I did law, went straight into law, came home and uh, still in law. Um, so uh, fairly straightforward and uh, straight through. So I was in the uh, University of Central Lancashire in Preston. Um, and uh, yeah, came home. Continued into law, passed the Manx bar. I've been qualified five years now, so that takes up <laughs> that takes up most of my time. So, in my spare time, I do everything else, and uh, and then any time left over, I see my wife and, and two dogs. Yeah, and uh, there's a little one on the way. Is there is right? a little one on the way. Yeah, due on the fifth of January. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Let's have today's choice of music. What's it going to be? So the second one is um, very close to my heart. A lot of my musical preference is influenced by my three uncles um, for very different aspects of music they, they've all brought me up on. Um, my uncle Tig passed away earlier this year and it was it was through him that um, I think possibly the world's youngest Leonard Cohen fan was was, uh, was born. Um, and my one of my other uncles always made fun of me for, for, for liking Leonard Cohen as a result. But Tig was very special to me, and uh, any time I hear Leonard Cohen, it, it brings back some really good memories. So I've chosen Suzanne by Leonard Cohen. Probably not our favourite together, but probably one of the more more well-known and um, accessible Leonard Cohen songs. We wouldn't want to bring anyone too far down on a Tuesday, or Laughing Len, as they call him. <laughs> that come all 
the way from China And just when you mean to tell her That you have no love to give her Then she gets you on her wavelength And she lets the river answer That you've always been her lover And you want to travel with her And you want to travel blind And you know she will trust you For you've touched her perfect body with your mind And Jesus was a sailor When he walked upon the water And he spent a long time watching from his lonely wooden tower And when he knew for certain only drowning men could see him He said all men will be sailors then until the sea shall free them But he himself was broken long before the sky would open Forsaken Almost human, he sank beneath your wisdom like a stone. And you want to travel with him, and you want to travel blind, and you think maybe you'll trust him, for he's touched your perfect body with his mind. your hand and she leads you to the river she is wearing rags and feathers from the salvation army counter and the sun pours down like honey on our lady of the harbor and she shows you where to look among the garbage and the flowers there are heroes in the seaweed There are children in the morning They are leaning out for love And they will lean that way forever While Suzanne holds the mirror And you want to travel with her And you want to travel blind And you know you can trust her For she's touched you Perfect body with her mind. My guest this week is an accomplished singer. He's a fine guitarist, and if you were watching closely, I've just found out he played three different guitars in the musical once. I only spotted two. Sleight of hand. <laughs> His name is Lorcan Omani. Lorcan, thank you for joining us on my tunes. Thank you very much. I want today just to look at various styles of singing, because as we talked about earlier in the week, I've seen you perform in some big classical pieces, yeah. a tenor. I've seen you on stage. You've been on stage in various things. You're very comfortable in a folk genre. Do you have to think about breathing or singing in a different way for each style? How does it work? I, I don't think... I, I didn't up until recently. Um, so, I, I mean, I probably, first of all, would would think that I was a musical theatre singer. 
that's that's what I really started off. That's how I really started off singing. Um, did a lot of musical theatre when I was younger. My first show was uh, on the Isle of Man. It was Oliver in two thousand and two, and I played the Artful Dodger. Uh, I played the Artful Dodger for all performances. It was before they brought in, I think, child theatre labour yeah. laws. So yeah. um, I think I did about twelve performances, possibly over a week or two. So that's kind of where I first started singing, and never really thought about it. I've never, never really trained in it. Um, I think I just picked it up from the incredible performers that were around me. Uh, you know, when I was doing that, Tony Hawks was was Fagin, and uh, you know, there's not many more, not many, not many better performers on the island um, to learn from. And then that took me through, did shows then until I was about sixteen, seventeen. Somewhat fell out of love with musical theatre, and then fell in love with kind of rock rock and roll rock music acdc led zeppelin and that kind of thing where, where uh, Jimi hendrix thin lizzy um were all what really kind of got me into into music more playing my guitar more i'd, I'd been learning um before, up to that and then uh, then got into a band a band called stockholm which i was in for about nine years and there was me i was 18 or 19 at the time and the other guys were about 16 so we'd play um, venues like jacks and um they'd have to leave afterwards because they, they weren't allowed to be in there other than playing music. But uh, great musicians. Um, so that then, I had to change my singing style then, become a bit rockier, rougher. Um, and But then I never really thought of it. I'd just, I'd just go home and have a really sore throat for a few days afterwards. Then I got back into musical theatre and, um, you know, started playing kind of the more male man roles rather than the younger younger boys which a lot involved a lot more belt. Um, and it wasn't really then until I started um, going to Mandy for, for lessons that I had to think about how I breathed while singing. Um, and particularly when I was started getting into the classical singing, which is, to, to me still, is like rubbing my stomach and patting my head because it's all about the diaphragm and, and um, your stomach muscles and letting them out. And it, it, it almost feels like I'm breathing in reverse. So my stomach goes out when I breathe in and then it goes in when I breathe out, and um, it's it, obviously breath control is very important in classical singing. But it's something now that I've brought into musical theatre. Um, once was a bit different because it's not quite musical theatre singing; uh, it, it's more kind of the folk folksy singing. And but it's also um, breathing that I've now brought into um, into kind of playing in the band. So I'm now in a band called the Ed Miller Band. Um, and I have been in that band for about two or three years. I love the name of that band. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's it's, great. <laughs> it takes a few people a few goes to realize. It's, oh, great. it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, and and a lot more vocal care. I've I've taken. I've only in my thirties now started taking care of my voice and realizing what needs to be done. I think I think it comes with youth. You think you're you're in you're invincible for the first few years of your life. Um, so now I, I realize that you know, in once I was I was taking steam baths with my face and uh, doing Vicks yeah. and, and well it's a, it's a big demand yeah. uh, those shows but especially two in the day in, yeah. on the Friday and the yeah. Saturday but you're right I'm just thinking sitting here thinking because if you breathe in sharply the, na- the natural thing is to tuck your tummy yeah. in yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, not to stick it out no you're, you're look you need to you need to learn t- it, Mandy Griffin will teach yeah. you how to breathe properly get your diaphragm going <laughs> yeah. now today's choice I know we're going with a local artist yeah. talk, talk me through it Logan. so um, so this is a, a very good friend of mine um, Jeff Jepson who was also in once not to bring it too far around all the time um, this is a song me and my wife celebrated our first wedding anniversary 
uh, last month while on the day before uh, once started in the theatre. So um, she didn't see me for that whole period. But this is a song that we were before um, the pandemic kicked in. We were we were hoping that Jeff would sing us down the aisle to her da- uh, her down the aisle to. And Jeff is ju- Jeff is just a, a great performer and. Uh, he also, similar to Johnny G, had never been on the stage other than performing as a musician. Um, so this was his first time, once was his first time acting and, and uh, doing lines. So um, this is, song selection is, is not only because it's very special to us, but also as an apology to Jeff <laughs> for getting him involved. I think he's, I think he's now forgiven me. <laughs> and the song I've chosen is uh, Thousand and One by Jeff Jefferson. <laughs> In simple pleasures I delighted Hearing a voice A harmony from the heart A truth that's broken out Into the world But somehow And I can throw my head 
This week, once again, we are reflecting on the musical Once with the man who had no name, <laughs> who was just Guy. Guy. Yeah. And she was girl. girl. Yeah. Lorcan Almani is with me, and it was beautiful. Just can't <laughs> stop remembering all the little bits and pieces you did. Before we talk about today's track and go into something uh, uh, Irish, because yeah. we're going to go Irish today in a minute, I want to talk about the guitars because yeah. the tuning. I spotted two, but apparently you had to nip between three guitars in the show. Yeah, yeah. There was there was one particular. Uh, well, you know, having seen seen the show, you'll know that I went off stage for all of about two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> next to nothing. Point. Yeah. So um, there was three tunings. Um, one of them was in a natural tuning. Um, so that was the guitar I used most. Then there was a song in open E tuning. So that yeah. was um, the "Say It to Me Now." So that's the, that was the scene in the bank, and then. Uh, there was an, a song in E5, which was gold, which was the, the song right at the end. The strange thing was, was that um, those three songs are in succession and I only get to walk off stage very briefly. So I most of the credit has to go to um, my the guitarist in, in, um, in, my, in my band, the Admiral Band, Matt Quine, who was backstage furiously swapping over mic packs, tuning three different guitars making sure there was a plectrum in each of the guitars because i had to change my trousers at one point to get <laughs> to get on stage um and it, there was never there was never a mistake all six performances swapped between the three and not only were there those three guitars but there were also spares backstage <laughs> and Brilliant. baskets of strings as well, well it was it was seamless <laughs> uh talk about playing the guitar you play acoustic you play electric yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in your band Ed Miller Band, <laughs> marvellous. Are there guitarists that you look to and think, ah, him, her, who, who, who's out there when your admiration stakes? I guess, I mean, I, I was brought up with very much kind of folk music, um, the traditional Irish music, and um, I, I think one of my guitar heroes growing up was my, was my Uncle Cormac, to be honest with you. He gave me my first guitar. He taught me how to play along with a session, and, uh, you know, we, we still play music together whenever we can in terms of professional then musicians i suppose i'd look to Jimi hendrix i'd look to angus young from acdc then kind of more acoustic musicians glenn hansard i think is a great guitarist he's one of those who's never really too fancy about it but the, the things he can make a guitar do sound great yeah i just kind of I, i'm a bit of a sponge in terms of picking up from from a lot of different 
different sources. Now, I know you came to the Isle of Man when you were about nine, but that yeah. Irish heritage is very strong with you. Yeah, really strong. Um, it, it's something that I've really tried to hold on to. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud to be to be Banks as well. I've lived here for 23 years, so um, there's no part of me trying to, trying to get rid of that side of me. Um, but my Irish heritage is very important to me. I think having moved so young and trying to find my place in the world, I think my my identity and and is is something that I've I've, I've tried hard to to hold on to. And the house was full of music, both both in Ireland and here. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Mostly, mostly myself. Um, <laughs> my my I lived with my mother and my sisters when we moved here, and uh, they'd sing. And and you know, my mother had quite an eclectic CD collection. I reminded her of it a few years ago, but I don't think she ever properly listened to it. But she had a Tom Waits CD in um, in her collection that I, I listened to all the time. Um, and, uh, of course, ABBA and The Carpenters and that kind of thing. So that, that's I've got an eclectic music taste when it comes to that kind of thing from that side. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I, just, I just lock myself away and play guitar for hours on end. And, well... Uh, it's a wonderful track to finish with, and it's a fantastic band, close to my heart as well. <laughs> Talk us through your final co- uh, selection. So my final selection, I, well, the, the first three songs aren't exactly uh, up and atom kind of uh, songs, although they're, they're beautiful in their own ways. Um, the, the final song is a song that I have played with both, band, both bands that I've been in, um, so Stockholm and the Ed Miller Band. It's a track um, called Whiskey in the Jar by Thin Lizzy. Obviously not, not originally Thin Lizzy, but um, it's... It, it, also calls to kind of that Irish traditional side. It's a, obviously a, a traditional Irish song to begin with, but um, also calls to the, the rock side of me that, that I could never get away from. Well, it's been lovely having <laughs> you on my tunes. Thanks for coming in, Lorcan. Thank you. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, thanks again for once. It was very special. And it's going to live in all our hearts, everyone that saw it for a very long time. <laughs> I can tell you that. This is then the uh, final track, Thin Lizzy, Whiskey in the Jar.
Cracking track to finish with Lorcan. Wonderful whiskey in the jar, Thin Lizzy. My thanks to Lorcan Omani for joining me, Mark Tiley, on another MyTunes podcast. And be sure to check out all the guests as they come through the morning show right here at manxradio.com from 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday.